How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I feel like this is some pretty serious intro music for a Sunday morning. Do you not have, like, I don't know, some church bells or something back there? Whatever. Uh, I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. That's Grant Nicholson. We've only been together for like 15 minutes this morning, but you know I'm messing with you, right, man? Most of the time. Yeah, I know you're messing with me. Sometimes I'm serious, but most of the time. I never know what, me, what music people want. Not Sometimes this. people are pretty particular about it. Well, it's Sunday morning at 9 a.m. You know, some people are waking up to this as their alarm clock, and you're playing a Metallica knockoff that we don't have to pay for. Good for you. That's Grant. I'm the sports machine, and you, until noon... 913-576-7610. Um, there's a lot happening today. There's a lot going on that has already happened this week as far as, well, really, okay, so the Royals have made moves. The Chiefs have made moves. The division, as far as the AFC West, has made a lot of moves. Oh, there's also this basketball thing going on called the NCAA tournament, and there have been some crazy things going on there, too, so... Let's just go ahead and spend the first um, handful of the show just getting caught up on what's happened. Before we do all of that, Grant, who knew? You're an F1 fan? Really? Like, you like Formula 1 racing? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm up to date with what's happening usually. So there's a race going on today. Once, yeah, about once, 10 o'clock. One, what is it? It's the Bahrain Grand Prix. The Bahrain? Of course it is. It's a Bahrain the Grand Prix. Bahrain Grand Prix, yeah. Pardon my ignorance, but in Formula 1, in the Bahrain Grand Prix... Do they race, like, on the streets, or are they racing on a course? Uh, so it's a course. I don't know if they go on streets on Bahrain or not. What do you mean? But sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Yeah, like, some... they just open the gate, and all of a sudden, holy crap, all these cars just went on the highway. Well, some courses, they do go on parts of, like, city streets, but I'm not sure in Bahrain if they do or not. Do they do the city street thing here when they come here, or do they not come here? Um, They may in Miami. I don't believe they don't. In, there's only two races here. There's one in Austin. Oh, so you really know what you're talking about here. Okay, yeah, I keep mean, going. I don't know if I really know. Well, you right. sound but pretty good. There's one in Austin, and there's one that's going to be in Miami. I don't know what they're doing in Miami yet. We should have one of those here in Kansas City. That'd be so sick. I think it's unlikely. No, no, you close down, like, um, the back ways uh, to, like, uh, have you been to Roland Park? But, yeah, I mean, yeah. And so, you know, like, kind of parallels the highway? You close down. What do you need? Do we need highway, or do we need side streets here? I mean, we need, like, relative. No, here's what we do. Here's what I figure it out. Okay. We bring these. These F1 cars and that triangle that I've been trying to get rid of for years in front of Donutology over by Westport Road and going to the plaza. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like that, that, that triangle of death. Yeah, that, it's like a, it's a, Most triangles have three sides. I understand there's other shapes that are like octagons and hexagons and all that crap. 
this is not a shape, but there are like 16 sides to it. Some some of them are stop signs. Some of them don't. Every single anybody, anybody who's been there knows what I'm talking about. That's where I want to see them race. That's where I want the F1 race to happen. If they're good enough drivers, they could do that, right? I no? mean, I, I suppose they could. I don't know if it's big enough, though. No, I don't think so. They're going too quick. And then they'd have to get anyway. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. So first, here's what's happening today in the world of sports. Apparently, the Bahrain Classic or whatever he just said is going down in the world of uh, F1 sports. Coming up in about two hours from now, number five Houston tips off against number four Illinois. So Illinois barely escaped winning their first game. Houston's good, man. Like they went to the Final Four last year. They're thirty and five. Kelvin Sampson's a great coach and a great recruiter because there's a bunch of talent down there, and he seems to get most of it. So. I'm telling you, like, I think this Houston team could get back to the Final Four. And a 7-2 matchup coming up at 140, Ohio State takes on Villanova. And then I'll go through the rest of these, and we'll talk about the games I think that are most interesting. Iowa State. Iowa State, who knew, amongst all those Big 12 teams. Big 12's had a good tournament so far. 11-seeded Iowa State takes on 3-seed Wisconsin. They could beat them. And when I say they could beat them, let me be more specific. Iowa State could beat Wisconsin. Neutral court, feeling good about themselves. Wisconsin's kind of, they're a weird team. They didn't win their postseason tournament. They weren't the lone Big Ten champions. They shared that with Illinois. They got knocked out, or they lost to Nebraska the last game of the regular season because I bet against them. So they're vulnerable. Notre Dame versus Texas Tech. Speaking of the Big 12, that goes down tonight at 6-10. Not on 6-10, but at 6-10. Notre Dame, an interesting team because they played in the play-in game, much like Indiana did. And then Indiana went out there and got smoked like a snoop blunt. And Notre Dame went out there and played great basketball. Now they're taking on a Texas Tech team. that The numbers on here on the internet, which never lies, tell me that they lost nine games this year. I can't imagine those teams. That's a tough team to beat. They're tall. They're experienced. And they play defense. And damn it, people like them. I think Texas Tech rolls up Notre Dame. Auburn versus Miami sounds like an unbelievable football game 20 years ago. That's the 210 matchup at 645. Purdue versus Texas. And then Arizona takes on TCU. Goodness gracious, all the Big 12 squads going at it tonight. So in the 1 9 matchup, that's Arizona versus TCU. I don't see that going well for the Horn Frogs tonight, but we'll see. They come in as, wow, only a 10 point favorite. So they're only a 10 point favorite. Auburn is favored to beat my, let's see, you don't care about that one. I'm looking for the tech. Uh, Purdue is favored to beat Texas by three and a half. Then where's the other big 12 game? Texas Tech, yeah, as I said, they're an eight-point favorite. So we'll see. We'll see how many big 12 teams end up moving on through the round of 16. Of course, KU's already there. We'll talk about that in depth. We'll go over a lot of what's happened already in the tournament because there was a lot of crazy S happening, especially, well, I was going to say especially yesterday, but really the first three days, I expect more today. So we'll go in depth on what's happened. As far as NFL free agency goes, it feels like the Chiefs move, if you've been under a rock the last couple of days, they did end up signing Juju Smith-Schuster. Anybody remember when Manny Pacquiao finally fought Floyd Mayweather? And we were asking for that fight for a year, two years, three years. And then eventually three and a half, four years after we were really asking for it, those guys got a little bit out of their prime. It was like, Hey, did you hear that Manny Pacquiao is fighting Floyd Mayweather? And then the fight went down and frankly, it sucked. If you're driving around right now and you're like, did that ever happen? It did. It just sucks. You don't remember it. I hope that's not what we're talking about with Juju Smith Schuster, because this conversation has been happening now since frankly, before he was a free agent, 
I remember when he was coming into his last contract year and it was like, well, if Pittsburgh's not going to sign him, maybe he'd be traded to a place like Kansas City. And then he was in that year and it was like, oh, maybe he'll come to Kansas City. And then he went back to Pittsburgh. And now he's actually here in Kansas City. The Chiefs definitely need that type of a player as long as he's healthy and on the field. And I get it. It's football. It's a very physical sport. But the problem with Sammy Watkins a few years ago wasn't Sammy Watkins. When he was on the field, he was okay. That's really all they needed. Like He was, he really was a number three wide receiver or whatever you want to quantify him as. But he wasn't on the field enough. So is Juju going to be that guy? We'll see. We'll talk about all that because it's an arms race right now in the division. Like as far as the AFC West goes, holy crap. You could really make an argument if you're part of one of these teams' fan bases. Like if you're a Broncos fan right now, you can make an argument that they've caught the Chiefs with the moves they made on defense, adding Russell Wilson. If you start to go player for player, pound for pound, you could start to make that argument, especially over the next few years going forward because it's all gravy baby right now. You know you got Kelsey. You know you got Tyree Kill. You know you got McCole Hardman. You know you added Juju. You know you got this guy called Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. But a couple of years from now, all these other teams are lining up for this year and the next two, three, four, where the Chiefs are. The Chiefs that we've, quote, unquote, fallen in love with, with all those names that I just gave you, ain't going to be the same team going forward. So I'm not saying that the Raiders have caught the Chiefs. I'm saying that if I'm in Las Vegas or Oakland, or Los Angeles, or wherever the hell their fan base is right now, I could convince myself that we were 9-7, and seven, or 10-7 and seven last year. We were two games different from the Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to record-wise, and they beat us Chiefs, and they beat us twice. So if we could just beat them and keep everything else the same, we win the division. We get home field advantage. You look at Derek Carr's stats, they got through for almost 5,000 yards last season. Again, there was an extra game, so take it with a grain of salt. And now you add what most people consider to be the best wide receiver in the NFL, Devontae Adams. So we'll talk about that move. And then the Chargers have been movers and shakers too. You know who else has? The Royals. Now, maybe not like with a ton of moves, but with a move that I don't think any of us saw coming, Zach Grinke back in Royal Blue. What are they getting in Zach Grinke? Are they getting the guy that... It's not really fair to judge Zach Grinke's time here in Kansas City versus his time everywhere else because everywhere else, if you look at his numbers, he's legitimately a first ballot Hall of Famer. In Kansas City, those teams suck so bad that he got no run support. The defense was very mediocre. That They didn't really have anything going for him. His ERA was nice. He struck out a bunch of dudes. And then he said, I want to get out of here because they're not going to make the playoffs for a while. But then guess what happened? Because they traded him, they got back guys where ultimately they did make the playoffs a couple of years later, won the World Series, and now he's back? That's a crazy story. We got to get into that. And then all kinds of other stuff because I got to take a deep breath, Grant. I got a big day today. So I got three hours here with you. I've got to watch Sing 2 because apparently – my girlfriend's niece promised her that I would watch it after the show, not knowing that I had to do another radio show on the BetQL network coming up at 3 o'clock. So I'm on from 3 to 7 o'clock on the BetQL network, so check that out. And then, of course, at 7.40 is our first softball game tonight. Like, I'm not sure if it's global warming or why we start this early all of a sudden or if we change leagues, but I got the text. It's like, hey, bro, game at 7.40. So here's my plan. Radio show, sing to radio show softball and at some point i guess i'll try to eat and let my dogs out and do all that stuff but in the meanwhile kick back and listen to grant and i will be here until noon 
Bink Sundays, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details Now, this feels like better Sunday morning get out of bed music, Grant, so you get a while to get it right. Grant Nicholson, Sean Levine. Uh, is our text line broken, or are you guys still sleeping? Can somebody text me, 913-576-7610, and just, I don't know, let me know what you had for breakfast, or just that you're working, or that you're driving around. I just want to make sure this thing's working. 913-576, like, this thing on? 913-576-7610, hit me up on the text line. It feels like there was some misseating, or for whatever reason, we've gotten too good of games in this round of the tournament. So, KU got to take on Creighton, and the game was good and all that. But uh, when it came to, I guess, big name value, Creighton's not really that school. There are a bunch of future NBA players or history, that type of thing. And then you look at some of these other second round games. First of all, Duke, Michigan State today, 
Crazy to think that Michigan State at one point got all the way up to number nine in the country this year. Duke was number one in the country this year. And somebody's only going to finish somewhere between the 32nd and 16th best team. That's kind of how I look at it. Like, if you lose in this round, we don't know if you were closer to 16 or 32, but you're somewhere in between. And that's going to be either Duke or Michigan State. It feels like those teams, obviously, yeah, they had some hiccups during the year. Duke at the end of the year when they lost to North Carolina on Coach K's last game at home when he told his own fans to shut up. He's like, oh, be quiet. Just be quiet. Shut up! So we're looking. I'm looking forward to that. And you want to talk about two guys that – I have all the respect in the world, but I know Bill Self a little bit. Like I used to host a show for three years in Lawrence. So I got to do all the behind the scenes stuff and go into his office. And one, one time I interviewed that dude, literally he was in his own pool on like a floaty thing, just chilling at the crib, uh, had lunch with him a bunch of times. So like, I know him. He's a cool dude. Say what you will about all the FBI stuff and all that. He's a nice guy. He really is. Like he's, he's a good dude. And there's a lot of coaches. I feel like the majority of coaches are probably like that. Then I've had some interactions with other guys. Now, I don't want to just paint them with a broad brush because I've had a personal interaction with them, but I brushed up against Tom Izzo's suit one time at a game. There was some tournament that KU was in, and so I was on the court, and I did it on purpose, and I brushed up against his suit. That dude, like, literally turned and, like, almost looked like he was puffing his chest out to me, or maybe he's always just got a puffy-looking chest, but world-class jerk. And then with Mike Krzyzewski, it kind of feels like, I don't know, the same thing. If we're going to go down this path, you know who the biggest jerk in the world is when it comes to coaches? Just think, you guys think, think think about that for a second. I'm talking about actual, like, it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about Aaron Hernandez bad type dudes. I'm talking about just like you wouldn't want to sit next to him at Thanksgiving. Prick, I can say that, right? Charlie Weiss, that dude. I had so many run-ins with him back in the day at KU. Because it felt like the press corps never asked him any difficult questions. They'd lose like 30 games in a row by 40 points. And the first question would be about the kicker and all that stuff. And I'd be like, well, what about the wide receivers? We had one we had one back and forth, me and old Charlie, where I was sitting in the press conference. And I asked him about his quarterbacks. And I was like, your quarterback went 14 for 43 combined. That's not good, coach. And he paused. And he's trying to embarrass me. And he goes, Sean. I didn't know he knew my name. He goes, Sean, do you know how many drops our wide receivers had? And I first like thought it was rhetorical, so I wasn't going to answer his question. You know how those press conferences work. And then he kept staring at me. He goes, do you? And I go, well, I don't know. I know that you recruited those guys too. Oh, my God. Like, you've never seen. Like, he was breathing. Ask Klingler. He was there. I, I'm being dead honest with you. He was breathing fire. It happened again, too, in my <laughs> Sorry, we're getting off task here, but in Miami for the Super Bowl. So, so the way that it works is on Monday at Radio Row, where all the celebrities are and all the media outlets, you're not really interviewing like the biggest celebrities. It's more like Charlie Weiss type people. Like, you know, you'll run into, and I don't, I'm not trying to disparage anybody when I say this. Bigger deal than me. It's like Warren Moon will be walking around or it'll be like, um, some wrestler like you haven't heard of for like 20 years, but like he's there. Like anyway, and Charlie Weiss is there. And this is when I'm doing the show with C dot and BK and BK walks up to Charlie Weiss and he says, Hey, would you mind coming over here and doing an interview with us? And Carrington's like wherever he was. 
And so we finally, we flagged down Charlie Weiss and he comes over and he sees me. And I like half apologize to him when I shake his hand, like, hey, coach, you know, no hard feelings about those days back at KU. And he kind of goes, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell if he remembered me or not, or if he was just grunting. He sits down and BK goes, all right, Carrington will be here in like one minute. And he goes, if Carrie's not here in 30 seconds, old Charlie's getting up. So I just started asking him questions, and he's still just super friendly guy. Yes, Grant, did you have something to say about Charlie Weiss? I got nothing to say about Charlie Good. Weiss. I'll take, I'll take care of that. If there's any smack talking of Charlie Weiss, that'll be done by me. Thank you very much. And, and on top of that, I think Notre Dame just got done paying him like two years ago, and KU just got done paying him last year. So good for you, Charlie, whatever you're doing. Uh, 913-576-7610. Back to the NCAA tournament conversation where, so you've got that uh, that Duke game today that I was talking about versus Michigan State. And then yesterday, if anybody missed North Carolina versus Baylor, that's another one that I was trying to talk about. Like, that's not a second round game. That's a final four caliber game. And we're still several rounds away from that. And I understand Baylor's the national champion and they were probably the weakest one seed and Carolina's a team that they're a blue blood and they played in the ACC and they beat Duke at the end of the year, but they were kind of playing for their tournament life as the season went along. But come on, there has to be some sort of a contingency for knowing that as long as Baylor wins their first game and Carolina wins their second, they're going to play each other. I didn't think it was going to be that good of a game. So if you didn't watch it, you legitimately might have missed one of the best college basketball games in the tournament that's ever been played this early. Most of the time when there's a game that's played this early, it's either, oh my God, Bryce Drew just hit the shot or, you know, Northern Iowa, leave Farouk Manesh. That's not what this was. This was two programs that within the last decade have won the national championship going at it in the second round in overtime. So Carolina is crushing them just whitewashing them as the game went along. And then with 10 minutes left, they're down by 25 points. And then they start to make a little bit of a comeback and they start to hit a couple more shots. And then all of a sudden I've never seen a team crumble the last like five minutes, like North Carolina, those guys didn't want anything to do with the basketball future NBA players, studs guys that went out there and beat Duke on Duke's home court. These dudes look like me and Grant out there. Like, don't get me the rock. Not in this situation. I'm good. It was crazy. And at the same time, Baylor was knocking out shots, knocking out free throws, getting turnovers. So ultimately where they tied the game. And I remember with the homeboy that I'm sitting with, I said, you know what this reminds me of? KU versus Memphis in the national championship game way back in 2008. I know it because I was there. I was in San Antonio. And with two minutes and 12 seconds left, Derek Rose had just hit that shot that looked like it was going to be a three, end up being a two, and KU ultimately went down by nine. So they were down nine with 2.12 left. And it was the same thing yesterday. Baylor was down nine with 2.12 left, but they were making moves. And you could tell that if they caught him, it wasn't going to be good for Carolina. So ultimately, that's what happened. When it went into overtime, I told my boy, because he had a bunch of money on Baylor, and I kind of feel like a jerk in hindsight saying this because I hate it when I know somebody or if I have money on a game and somebody knows it and they start being like, oh, you're good, bro. Don't worry about it. No, like, shut up. It's my money. I do have reason to be nervous. So he's all pissed off because Baylor's getting smoked. Like I'm at his house as this is going on. There's 10 minutes left. He's like, yeah, man, I just lost like a grand on Baylor. And then they're coming back and he's like, oh, this is crazy. And he's like, oh, I don't know why they're doing this, man. They're killing me. 
And then they catch him, and I had left his house. So once I got to overtime, again, this is the jerk move that I made. I texted him. I'm like, man, that's just like KU. Once it goes to overtime, they've got all the momentum. This thing's over, baby. Just go ahead and cash that. And then that's not what happened. Carolina in overtime actually dominated, ended up winning that game 93-86. to 86. This the, the tournament has lived up to the hype this year. Oftentimes, we wait for those first four days. At least I do as a big-time college basketball fan, KU fan my whole life. And I love these, especially the first two days, but I love the first four days of this tournament. Just chill out all day. Basketball from basically a little bit after you wake up to when you should be going to sleep. And we talk about it like it always lives up to these upsets and buzzer beaters and overtime. That's happened. I mean, this tournament has been great. Coming up on the other side, we'll switch gears. We'll get off the basketball court and we'll get onto the football field where there are a lot of teams in the division making moves. We'll get you all caught up with what's happened in the AFC West. Not to mention Deshaun Watson's chose a team. It's mayhem. We'll catch it up right here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you're listening. Thank you for everybody that texted in. Those of you that are driving around, checking out the show, I appreciate you too. Also, if you're checking us out on the Odyssey app, however you're listening to me, we love the love. That's Grant. I'm the sports machine. Hey, I didn't know that you were an F1 fan. Are you also a fan, Grant, of PBR? You know, Professional P- bull riding? Yeah, professional. No. Don't disparage professional bull riding. I did watch uh, Vice's 15-minute documentary on YouTube about one of the bull riders like a week and a half ago. All right. Well, three days ago or two days ago, I went to a PBR event. Sick. I am in. Like, if you told me that I had to go back to one of those or sit with you for two hours and watch it, how long does the F1 race take? Two hours? Yeah, two hours-ish. Yeah, we were at the bull thing for two hours, and I could have done probably another hour worth of it. Very entertaining. And... You can tell what these guys are, the professional bull riders, but I'd also like to see the A 
A, what would that be? BR. I'd like to see the amateur bull riders too. Or like the guy down the street bull riders because sometimes these guys and gals were even, they're, they're almost too good. They're almost too good. And being the gamma degenerate that I am, I don't know how you're actually supposed to bet on bull riding. So the people that I was with, we would either take the guy or take the bull. And felt like more often than not, the bull won, although wildly entertaining. So had a good time. Had good seats, too. Anyway, that's it for your bull talk today. Can't guarantee no more BS, though. I'm the sports machine. That's grand. And you until noon right here on 610 Sports Radio. So the division's making moves. I want to get you caught up on it, and then we'll kind of fan our feathers, if you will, and talk about all the other stuff. Because like Deshaun Watson, for example, I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. Almost, I apologize for laughing. This guy had 22 suits against him from different women. And this was going, like, he didn't play at all last year because of that. So it obviously wasn't completely made up. There was obviously some sort of legitimacy to it. I apologize for not diving deeper into it. And so let me be honest with you. Once I heard that it happened originally and that there was a woman accusing him, I was like, oh, really, Deshaun Watson? That's, that's kind of surprising. But then once you hear two or three or four or 10 or 20, you're the idiot if you're denying it. I don't need to. Re- 20, 22 different women from different areas didn't all conspire against Deshaun Watson, but somehow he gets a clean slate just like that. <laughs> and then other teams jump to wanting that guy. It looked like it was an arms race. The Saints were after him. The Panthers were after him. All kinds of teams like, oh, what? Oh, he didn't do it. Or they say he didn't do it. He's off. He's clean. Basically, what they're saying is, we don't care what type of a dude he is. We're not going to do our research either. You're just telling me that he's clean and that he doesn't have to, like, there's no more court proceedings or any of that? All that stuff that I've been hearing on the news? Tw- tw- 22. He went, tw- he went, they went 0 for 22, huh? Just cross it out. Okay. Well, then here, we want to bring him in, and we don't want to bring him in on a one-year trial deal because it turns out he might not be the best human in the world. He's so talented. Let's give him a $200-plus million contract. (laughs) I didn't plan on going on that past salary, which is crazy to think that this time a year ago he wasn't playing and wondering how much jail time he's going to serve, and now he's got a $200 million contract? Okay. Anyway, so he came to the league but not the division, so he ended up with Deshaun Watson did the Cleveland Browns. Speaking of quarterback moves, that's also happened in the division. Obviously, you've heard at this point, but I'm going to get you completely caught up on everything that's happened in free agency as far as the AFC West goes because, again, you can make an argument depending on what team you follow that your team, with the moves that they've made this offseason, has either caught the Chiefs or you're second in line. You're now the next best team in the AFC West. You're at least a playoff team. You're what the Raiders were a year ago, 10-7, and a playoff team that gave the Bengals all they wanted in the first round, and you made moves. You added to your team in the offseason while you look at the Chiefs, and they've made some moves. I'm not going to deny that they haven't made any sort of moves, but I'm not talking about Justin Reed. I'm not talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm talking about big-time moves like Russell Wilson ended up in the division. So obviously Seattle had to give up a lot. They gave up a fourth-round pick, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, and a partridge and a pear tree to get Russell Wilson. So I don't know if he's still the same guy that he was a few years ago. I don't know if he's the guy that's been to a few Super Bowls, but that's who Denver thinks they're getting because that's what they gave up. 
And when he's right, man, he is right. As good as anybody. Eh. He's like, yeah, and I'll say that I'll, I'll, as good as anybody. Russell Wilson is when he's right. Okay, they also sign, and I'm just going to give you kind of the bigger names. I'll, I'll brush over the other moves. Quarterback Josh Johnson and backup. Offensive time, uh, offensive tackle Calvin Anderson re-signed with the team. Uh, DJ Jones, probably know that name, defensive tackle, signed with the Broncos. Josie Jewell. Linebacker signed a two-year deal with the Broncos. And then speaking of defensive side on Denver, Randy Gregory signs a five-year, $70 million deal, 30 guaranteed. So he'll be around for at least two or three years as part of that contract. That's really backloaded, but Randy Gregory's a stud. So they add a pass rusher and a quarterback to a team that was middle of the road. Let's say last year, another middle of the road team last year in the division was the chargers. Well, the chargers re-sign chase Daniel, <laughs> Okay. He's now made like $50 million or something in his NFL. And I'm not, this is not me hating it. This is me loving him. I don't care if you went to MU or went to Alaska University. That's amazing what he's been able to do. Not only not having to play in like big time games, not to play in any games and be able to get that type of contract where for whatever reason, he must be great in the locker room or holding the clipboard or in practice or he's got to do something right. Like, throw a super tight spiral in practice, or I don't know. Maybe he's just got intel on all the other teams he's played for. Whatever. He resigns again, Chase Daniel. Uh, Mike Williams also resigns with the team, three year, $60 million deal, 40 guaranteed. So he'll be there for at least the first couple of years of that contract. Also, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it feels like all these other teams, and we'll get to the Raiders here in a second with their five year deal getting Devontae Adams earlier this week. You can look at the Chiefs this season and compare all the other rosters in the division and say, yeah, the Chiefs are still the best. I believe that. I do still think the Chiefs are the best. But that's what we know. We also don't know the next couple of years what the roster is going to look like in Kansas City. But you do know Mike Williams is still going to be with the Chargers, right? And you do know that on the defensive side, they ended up getting Khalil Mack in a trade. He's going to be there for at least the next couple of years because they traded around. They traded a uh, 2022 second-round pick. Too many damn twos there. A 2022 second-round pick and a sixth-rounder for next year to get back Khalil Mack. I'm not going to try to tell you Khalil Mack's the same dude that he was when the Raiders traded him out of the division of the Bears five years ago. But he's he's still in a way above average linebacker in the league. And then they also add J.C. Jackson. And if you didn't do your research like me, this guy's had more interceptions than anybody in the NFL through the first four years of his career. 25 of them. He's gotten five-year, $82.5 million deal with the Chargers, 40 guaranteed over the first three years. So those guys are going to be there on those other rosters. Like Justin Herbert's going to be there, yeah, but you also know who his number one wide receiver is going to be on the defensive side. You know who the best pass rusher is going to be two or three years from now. You know who the best secondary is going to be, J.C. Jackson. Can you say the same thing with the Chiefs? I can't. Moving on. The Raiders. The Raiders. And – Obviously, all these teams lost some dudes, too. But I'm talking about the additions that they made. Amir Abdullah at running back, whatever. Brandon Bolden at running back, cool. Here's the big ones. They got defensive tackle, Bilal Nichols, underrated. Okay, not a ton to talk about there. Hey, they got Jay Binkley's guy, apparently. Rock Yasin. I can't, that guy must have said, on draft day, Binkley must have said that guy's name a thousand times like five years ago. He ended up going to the Colts. He's a cornerback. He's pretty good. Who'd the Chiefs end up taking with that pick? I think that was the Hardman pick, I want to say. And he because you can't forget the name of Rock Yassin. And Binkley said it a million times. Anyway, so he goes to the Raiders. They also get Chandler Jones, 
brother of the greatest UFC fighter of all time, John Bones Jones. He ends up getting $52.5 million over three years, 34 guaranteed. Max Crosby, one of the best defensive ends in all of football, signs a four-year contract extension for $98.98 million. Go figure, 53 guaranteed to stay with the Raiders. And then the big news that broke off on Thursday when I was on the radio, Devontae Adams signs with the Raiders in exchange with Green Bay for two first-round draft picks and a second round. In exchange for one 22nd. Damn these twos! For a 2022 first-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick. Devontae Adams then signs a contract extension, essentially, for $141 million. So that's all the moves that the rest of the division has made. We can talk about how close you guys think they're getting to Kansas City. Here's the moves that the Chiefs have made. Chad Henney. Hey! One-year deal worth $2 bucks. Frank Clark. Oh, hey. You're back, huh? Only good thing I can say about Frank Clark being back with the team is this. And I said the same thing about Sammy Watkins when he came back because I wasn't a huge fan of either one of those guys because I call him like I see him. You guys have listened to me for a while now. You know it. If you're great, I'll pump you up. I'm the biggest Chiefs fan ever. I'm a honk. But if you suck, you suck. And uh, I remember saying with Sammy Watkins, at least he's not making 20 anymore. Now he's making seven. So if he's hurt or only has, you know, one touchdown, which he did that year, then you don't have to be too harsh on him. So with Frank Clark, instead of saying, dude, you better go out there and get like 10 to 15 sacks and be on the field all the time and impact the game all the time because you're the, at the time when the Chiefs signed him, he was, I think, the fourth highest paid defensive player in all of football. And you know what? If you don't like it, sorry. Give the money back. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't like that type of criticism, there's a reason why you get paid that much money. It's just like the CEO that works at your office or your boss. They got a better office than you. They got a better view with a nice fish tank and leather chair. It's up in the corner. But they're also the ones that if the S hits the fan, because they make more money and have more responsibility and have more eyeballs on them, that gets criticized. So it's no different from you at your job. Stop. Frank Clark, back. Cool. Signs a two-year, $29 million deal that essentially they were able to rip up the old one and it was made sense with the salary cap and all that, so he'll be back. Orlando Brown gets a franchise tag. Justin Reed, who at safety, like I was watching some footage of him landing in Kansas City at the airport. He's like, I'm here, what, to save the day? Like Justin Reed, cool, three years, $31 million. He's good, and the Chiefs needed that position, but they only needed that position because they decided that Tyron Matthew was no longer the dude. I get it. Tyron Matthews, a cornerback, slash safety, slash linebacker, slash he does all these different things. But they knew they needed to add to the secondary, losing Charvarius Ward and losing Tyron Matthews. So is this is this it? Is this the move that they make? Are they going to end up spending a lot of draft picks there? It's fine, but it doesn't feel like a huge splash. It feels like a necessity. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, kind of the same thoughts. One-year deal, maximum value of $10 bucks. So you're getting a guy, let me pull up his numbers here because I don't want to sell Juju Smith-Schuster short, because I know that he did have one just absolutely huge season. Okay, so that was all the way back in 2018. Guys, there's a lot of tread taken off those tires when it comes to Juju Smith-Schuster since then. So if you're thinking of the guy that in his second NFL season with the Ben Roethlisberger and that Steelers team who was really good back in 18, this dude had 111 catches 
for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns. That's not who the Chiefs are getting. Every now and again, there's a wide receiver, and he's talented, super talented. But every now and again, there's a wide receiver that'll put up those numbers in the league, and then you look at what they did before, and you look at what they did after and say, he ain't that dude. He's just not. And Juju Smith-Schuster since then, even when he was healthy the year after, had half of that, touchdowns and yards. He had 550 yards. He had three touchdowns. If I told you the Chiefs were getting Juju Smith-Schuster to go out there and have 550 yards and three touchdowns, you'd say, no, 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 no. Just spend a draft pick on it or go out there and pay more money for somebody else. Those aren't even good numbers compared to McCole Hartman. And then the next season when he was healthy, he did have a bunch of catches, but not necessarily a ton of production. So, again, nine touchdowns. You'll take that. 831 yards, 97 catches. Cool. Can he be that guy? Because last year he was hurt, right? Only played a couple of games, 15 catches. Don't worry about it. No touchdowns. But coming off of an injury last season, can he be that guy that has, I'm not looking for 97 catches and 800 yards and nine touchdowns. That's asking for too much because the Chiefs already have a guy that can do that. In fact, the Chiefs have a guy that can go out there and have that 1,500-yard, 10-touchdown type of season. They have two of them, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. So I think all you need Juju Smith-Schuster to do is what McCole Hardman kind of (laughs) does-ish. Like, go out there. Your most important ability is your availability. And I hope that that was just pounded into him when he decided to come here to Kansas City because that's been the problem the last couple of years, whether it's old running backs that end up getting injured that you can't really use the way you thought you are going to, or a wide receiver like Sammy Watkins that, again, you're paying that guy money to do something for you, and when he's not on the field, he can't do anything for you. And Judas Schuster last year wasn't on the field for 90% of their games. That's why all the Odell Beckham conversation, it's like, okay, right now I just checked on Odd Chart before I came on. He's 3-1 to one to end up here in Kansas City. So he's either going to be a chief or he's going to go back to the Rams ultimately. What are you getting? What are you really getting? Are you getting the Odell Beckham that we saw in Cleveland for a couple of years that was kind of disgruntled, kind of hurt, and was doing nothing, had three touchdowns over two years? Because then you're wasting your time. If you're going to do that, you might as well spend more time pumping up McCall Hardman and hoping that a guy like that can somehow break out of his shell where he's had a couple of years. I mean, last year wasn't terrible. Pull up his numbers. I'm not trying to brag and say that he was the guy I thought he was going to be on draft day, but, you know, not awful. So his first year, you could argue, was still his best. I mean, he was a pro bowler. Chief didn't really know how to use him at the time, but he had six touchdowns. Then he had four his second season. And then last year, he did have 60 catches and 700 yards. That's not terrible for a number three pass catching option, but only had two touchdowns. So I understand the Smith-Schuster move. Let's... Let's see what type of numbers. Let's see how healthy he is because really at this point, that's mo- that's what's most important for the Chiefs. You can keep adding all these wide receivers. Byron Pringle walked earlier this week. He signed a deal with the Bears, so he's gone. Have the Chiefs improved their wide receiver core or have they just changed it? We'll talk about that on the other side, and then we'll talk some more about the Deshaun Watson move and other things that have happened around free agency in the NFL. With Grant, I'm the sports machine in for Bink, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Did your race start yet, Grant? Is 
starts here in 10 minutes or so. Oh, all right. Can't wait for that. Can I bet on it? You can definitely bet on that. Who am I taking? Who do I like? Who's the favorite? Uh, the I would probably take Lewis Hamilton. Today. Oh, for, for sure. Why do you have to make fun of me like I'm that? I'm not making fun. No, yeah, you are. No, no, I've heard, I've heard of Lewis Hamilton. Is there one more that I've heard of? Uh, Max, I'll Ver- Max Verstappen? I've definitely seen the name on the bottom line. I've never known how to pronounce it. Verstappen? Verstappen. Who knew? I guess you knew. I'm putting my money on Verstappen. I want to be able to yell. It's a very good bet. It's Verstappen. a very good bet. I wonder if I can get good money on that, though. Wait, when does it start? It starts in eight minutes. Oh, goodness. It'd be my first ever F1 bet, so. I mean, you can probably, I mean, it's probably not plus money, but. Hey, the tournament's not, tournament ain't going great for me, brother, so I might as well try my hand at F1. I've had some luck sometimes. Like, I'm such a degenerate. If I hit a big bet in the middle of the night, there'll be, like, women's Russian pro league basketball going on or something like that. Verstappen's the favorite to win today. It's plus 175. I'm looking for the favorite then. Give me some crazy name I never heard of. Take Lewis Hamilton then. What's his odds? He's not the favorite. He's a heat, right? I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Like, I'm not talking about this is not Danica Patrick. Lewis can be a male or female here, right? No, Lewis is a... Okay. Lewis is Lewis. I don't know about the race today. It doesn't... I'm not seeing it. I've never met a Lewis. I know a couple dudes with last name Lewis. I never met a guy with a first name Lewis. Anyway. Uh, that's Grant. I'm the sports machine. And you. 913-576-760. I said that was it for the Pro Bowl racing, or Pro Bowl riding, and the... Formula One racing talk, but here we go again. Since there's not enough stuff going on with all the moves in the division, the Chiefs, free agency, what's going to happen, KU basketball, NCAA tournament. Somebody's texting me, by the way. I'm going back and forth with the text line this morning having fun. That They just now got home from their KU watch party. And I was like, damn. The game tipped off at two-something, didn't it? It was an afternoon game. If this was the, what was the late game last night? I was watching something and I passed out in the middle of it. Was it the Gonzaga game? I think it was. Was that the last game on last night? Or was there one on after that? Anyway. Yo, you're just getting home from a KU watch party? Dang. Speaking of KU basketball, I, I'm i starting to like their chances to cut down the nets, and it has nothing to do with their potential path. I just think that they might be the best team. I think if you start to line them up, and I'm not talking about the next couple of rounds. I'm talking about... Once they get to the point where they've got to play, like, there's going to be some path where they have to play Duke and Gonzaga, or I'm just throwing those names out there and on the bracket in front of me, the big boys, where you have to beat at least two quote-unquote awesome teams with pros and great coaches in a row. It's just that's how it's going to happen. At some point, most likely, they're going to have to win those back-to-back games to cut down the nets to win a national championship. I think when that happens, if that happens, knock on wood for KU fans out there and they don't slip up here, because they've done that plenty of times in my life. We don't need to go over that. Then they line up better than anybody else. If you want to add a Remy Martin and what that guy's been, don't forget Remy Martin averaged for his last two years at Arizona State 19 points per game. 19 points per game as a point guard. Hardly ever happens. He did it for two seasons. He torched KU in a game they played head-to-head. And then transfers, and he was the conference preseason Big 12 player of the year. So it's not like I'm just a KU honk here saying, no, this guy was supposed to be really good. Everybody thought he was supposed to be really good. He was the most coveted transfer in the whole country. He was hurt, didn't perform right. They had other guys to kind of play his role, and he sat most of the year. 
And then the Big 12 tournament came around last week, and then the NCAA tournament the last few days. Remy Martin is playing like the best KU player on the team. So essentially, you had a guy in your pocket that you didn't use, and now he's playing like the best player on the team. Oh, by the way, that same team also has the unanimous best player in the league, the actual voted best player in Ochai Obagi. So you can line up now with one Remy Martin, two Ochai Obagi, three Christian Brown from Blue Valley Northwest High School. What, what? And then whatever combination of bigs you want to put out there, I would go with probably Dewan Harris, who I don't know if you saw yesterday had a double-double, yanked down a bunch of rebounds, kind of undersized, but put him at the four. And then you got... David McCormick, Big Dave at the five. Not to mention guys coming off the bench. Who's going to line up with KU? If they just keep playing their best ball, which is easier said than done, they might end up cutting down the nets anyway. Wow. Quick first hour coming up on the other side. NFL free agency. The Kansas City Royals have made moves this week. LeBron James is now the second leading scorer in NBA history. Matthew Stafford's got a new deal. Any chance that he ends up in the Hall of Fame and Wait until you hear this hot air balloon story that I, I got for you on the other side. You're never going to want to get in one of these things. In for Bank with Grant on the Sports Machine and you right here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. <laughs> 